You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic on Bloomberg Radio. Well, we did say uh, earlier we had a wild run in cryptocurrencies this week. You know, if you've been listening to Bloomberg all week, sell off, bounce back, back down again today, as Charlie just mentioned. Bobby Lee is an entrepreneur in the cryptocurrency space, recently founded Ballet, where he is CEO as well. It is a multi-currency, non-electronic crypto wallet. He's also author of a book I've got in my hand, The Promise of Bitcoin, The Future of Money and How It Can Work for You. He joins us on the phone from Las Vegas. Bobby, nice to have you here on Bloomberg Business Week. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, well, it's great to have you here. It's been an interesting year on so many different levels. That's the understatement of the year as well. It's also been an interesting uh, start to 2021 when it comes to cryptocurrencies. What do you make of the recent crypto mania? We had some selling. We had a bounce back. We had volatility. We're down again on crypto. Bitcoin was down about 10% or so. What's the outlook in your view? Yeah, so first of all, the context is that this is a big bull market year for Bitcoin. If you look back a year ago, uh, Bitcoin was roughly just a tenth of where it was today. It bottomed out at $3,000 in March, April of 2020. And now we're already over 30000 In fact, we reached an all-time high of $63,000 last month. So with this context of the broader context of the bull market, we are seeing a, a temporary pullback. Uh, it did pull back quite uh, voraciously, it fell by almost 50% from its all-time peak just in the last few days. So does a run-up just mean, though, you know, putting it in context, you said this is a big bull market for Bitcoin this year. Does a run-up in value just mean, does that somehow give something significance and relevance for the longer term? It does, because um, as my book, I, I'm trying to position... The way I explain it is Bitcoin is really a global reserve asset class. It started out as a very small sort of digital currency invented by Satoshi Nakamoto, sort mm-hmm. of this very geek, very nerdy kind of a cypherpunk kind of creation. But what we've come to see over the last 12 years is that Bitcoin really has a role in society in the sense that it truly is an independent digital asset class that has a strict limit on the issuance. So people may know Bitcoin has an ultimate cap of 21 million units. And with these two factors, the strict limit of 21 million and also its own sort of independence, you know, decentralized nature, mm-hmm. it's really a beast that cannot be controlled by by the governments of the world. So it doesn't succumb itself to the inflation that we see with the U.S. dollar and other currencies that's controlled by central bank printing. So uh, now, you know, Bitcoin has already reached $1 trillion in total value. It's come back down a bit in the recent pullback. Right. But I think it's going to go much, much higher than that. You know, we are still, though, Bobby, trying to figure out, is it a currency? Is it a commodity? Is it a collectible? I mean, we are still having these conversations. You do know, too, that the U.S. Treasury, uh, the Federal Reserve are, you know, increasing their curiosity and wanting to know more about it and trying to figure out what needs to be there in terms of oversight. Could that drastically change the dynamic of cryptocurrency as we see it today? Also, the, the number one misnomer is people misunderstand that currency has to be something that you can spend with in order for, for it to be valuable. I, I take a more traditional view. Currency is really money. And money, even if it's sitting in my pocket, even if it's sitting in my bank account, it's useful to me 
even if it's not spent. So this is the the important piece. Cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, it doesn't have to be useful only for spending. It can be useful as an investment, as a hedge against inflation, as a store of value. And in that sense, I think Bitcoin will be very successful. And with regards to regulation, yes, they are very concerned about it because of its digital nature of its so-called awesomeness where it can be sent across the wire instantaneously all around the world. So it really is different from the traditional money in that sense. So that's why you have regulatory agencies all over the world trying to clamp down on Bitcoin. But fundamentally, Bitcoin as, as its own sort of digital currency, it hasn't changed. Even, even with the – basically, no one can force to change it. Well, what the regulatory agency can do is force people's behavior to change around it rather than the Bitcoin itself. Bobby, what do you do? I work with a lot of smart people. I run into a lot of smart people who are still like, I don't quite understand cryptocurrency. I don't understand it other than it's maybe, you know, a place, a risky asset that you can just make some money or lose a lot of money as well. What do you say to them that ultimately will be, you say it's going to transform the global economy? How so? Well, so a few things about the smart people. So a lot of smart people in the world, a lot of successful investors, however, even today, the vast majority of them don't understand and don't get Bitcoin. And this is the reason why I wrote the book. I'll give you an example. Ten years ago, when I first got in touch with Bitcoin, uh, this is my 10th anniversary of being involved, I, I was a decently smart person, have a college degree, computer science and all that. But I was a novice, very newbie, if you will, uh, in terms of understanding Bitcoin, the fundamentals, the philosophy, the economics, and also the technology. So today, Bitcoin is already 12 and a half years old. There are still a lot of smart people in the world, educated people who are very successful in their own right. But when they see Bitcoin for the first time, to them it's strange and it's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't grok. It doesn't really click in terms of what makes it so special. So that's fine. It's just that Bitcoin is very, very complicated. Uh, you know, it took me a decade to really understand it to the level that I have so far. And I expect myself to really even learn more about it in the coming next decade. Uh, in terms of how it's going to change the world, what's amazing is that now for the first time in the world, we have a unique asset class that is digital in nature that people can send around anywhere in the world from person to person without any third party's intervention, without any third party oversight. Now, from the regular perspective, when something has no oversight and no intervention ability, they, they worry. Naturally, so they worry because they're used to controlling they're used to controlling and seeing all the bank wire transfers. They're used to controlling how much money people can withdraw from their accounts. They're used to having limits and all that stuff, including trading hours for stock markets. They're used to all that kind of control. But Bitcoin is so new and radically different, there's no way to control it. And that's how it was invented. It was invented to be this wild sort of animal. Uh, that is not domesticated. So that's why it's so hard for the people around the so, world and the right to really So understand. how does it become a bigger part of the mainstream financial global economy if it's expected to be this wild animal? Which is fine, well, but you got to know that going in. Yeah. But how? Do, that sounds to me a bit problematic to fitting into kind of a stable system, especially if people are counting well, on it. Well, first of all, yeah. absolutely, you're right. First of all, I'm not saying, nor are people saying, that everyone has to use Bitcoin. Remember, this is not a forced sort of thing in the sense that we are not forcing the world to use Bitcoin and to get involved in Bitcoin. What it is is Bitcoin is a choice. So prior to 2009, prior to the invention of Bitcoin, people had no choice. 
if you want to send money to someone abroad, you have to go through the banking system, which is a, like a swift international wire transfer. And there's all sorts of limits, all sorts of delays, all sorts of just critical stuff that's very complicated with the swift wire transfer. Now, people had no choice. Whereas today, people have a choice now. People who want to get involved in cryptocurrency, they can choose to send the money in Bitcoin. They can also choose to receive the money in Bitcoin. Right. And, the, and don't forget, sending money, traditionally we talk about, the, the world is four-dimensional, right? When we talk about sending money, we think of it in the th three dimensions, as in the physicality, sending it from one city to another city or another country. Right. But the fourth dimension, which is the dimension of time, is very, very important. Right? That's why we save money. The reason we have money in a bank account is because we chose to not spend it all on the day we earned it. That's the accumulation of the money in our individual bank accounts. So money, as we know it, is really the so, purpose is to send it through time. So let's say you're, so is this like if you're, if you're making an investment in something rather than yeah. X amount of days to clear or something, and we can get into a big discussion about somebody else having access to your money for a few days and making a lot of money on it uh, at your expense. Are you saying that the real value in cryptocurrencies is you can make that purchase of and maybe let's say another asset class in Bitcoin and the transfer happens immediately? Well, I'm not, I'll make sure I understand your question. So, first of all, um, we're talking about Bitcoin more specifically than cryptocurrency broadly, because cryptocurrency broadly has many of the what we call alternate coins. Right. Many of them That's have true. promoters, they have all these crazy values, and uh, I don't, I'm not a big supporter of those. My book is unashamedly about, about Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Right. So, yeah. In terms of Bitcoin, you're talking about payments. This is one of the misnomers. People, people think, Bitcoin is not useful. And again, these are the people who are interacting for the first time. They, they challenge, they question why Bitcoin is useful when you can't pay for groceries, pay for your online shopping, you can't pay for your movie ticket in Bitcoin. Right? Tesla just recently did a, a walk back on it. Tesla, right. you know, in January, February, announced that you can buy Tesla cars with Bitcoin. And then just last week, Elon Musk said, nope, we're going to cancel that. Right. And the reason is, frankly speaking, nobody buys a Tesla with Bitcoin. Not not in the right mind. I mean, who has a Bitcoin to buy a Tesla? So Bitcoin should be much more viewed as money, as an investment, as a vehicle to holding value, as opposed to the means of transaction. As the I'm going to buy my day to day spending. So Bitcoin. so Does that make sense. Like gold. Like yeah. what's what's gold, the gold, yeah yeah go ahead. So gold is is you know despite what the bankers and and people try to say, gold is not valuable. But the reality is. Governments all around the world still very much support and believe in gold. That's why they have thousands well, and thousands of tons of gold in their reserves. So Bitcoin is known as digital gold. Right, digital I know. Version of gold. Well, we've only got about 40 seconds you know, left here, unfortunately. You'll have to come back and talk some more because it's, it's, this is a great conversation. I mean, so how will it impact most of us or will it not impact most of us going forward? And again, just got about 40 seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's the main question. So it can impact most of us if we choose to smartly invest in Bitcoin. If we choose to ignore it, then it's not going to impact you. On the other hand, you're going to be on the losing side because whatever money you have in the bank account, that's going to lose its purchasing power over time. However, if you choose to invest in Bitcoin, and this is why the subtitle is how it can work for you, then it will impact your life because now you've engaged your investments into this asset class that can give an amazing return in the next 10 to 15 to 20 years. For a long-term investment, I think Bitcoin is the best thing that's happened 
All right. All of us. We're going to have to leave it on that note. Come back. I'm sure this is going to continue to be a big conversation, certainly here at Bloomberg, and something that our listeners and viewers on YouTube definitely want to hear about. Bobby Lee, he is founder and CEO of Ballet. It's a multi-currency, non-electronic crypto wallet, author of The Promise of Bitcoin, The Future of Money, and How It Can Work for You on the phone from Las Vegas. Folks, that's going to do it for a wild week. Check out our Bloomberg Business Week podcast on Bloomberg Radio tomorrow at 8 a.m. And go to Bloomberg.com for all of our conversations.